Hi, my name is uh, Dr. Kathy Zabracki, and I'm one of the associate editors at Developmental Medicine and Child Neurology. And I'm speaking today with Amanda Pogel, who is a recreational therapist at Triners Children's in Chicago. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Um, first, I just wanted to ask you, can you just talk a little bit about what recreational therapy is for those who might not be aware? Mm -hmm. So recreational therapy, it's a four-year degree, and then you sit for a nat national certification exam. And we utilize recreation um, activities and other interventions to achieve goals. So working on the physical, social, and emotional well-being of our clients, whomever they may be, um, then also helping them to develop kind of that healthy, active, leisure lifestyle. Um, so providing them resources or problem solving through adapting different activities so that they have as few barriers and face as little challenges and become as independent as they can in whatever it is that they are passionate about and want to be involved in. Can you tell me a little bit more about your clients? Who are, are these kids, adults? Um, so here at Shriners, it's it's peds, so it's all kids, but uh, recreational therapy is present in a lot of different um, places. So you can work in a hospital, you can work in a correctional facility, you can work in the community um, with different like camp type programming. Um, you can work with older adults in a variety of settings. So it really spans across the age groups and different locations. It's really adaptable and important in all of those areas as well. So when you introduce them to sports, are these competitive sports? Is it more recreational? What sort of activities do you introduce kids to? Yeah, so you kind of gauge where their personalities are. Um, if they are just that very competitive type of um, you know, kiddo or client, I, I will, um, uh, let them know that it can be super competitive because a lot of times that's a misconception that you just kind of play for fun and it's a time filler. But, you know, there is that full spectrum of competing in the Paralympics someday. Um, but most of the time it starts kind of at the grassroots level and just introducing them to these different activities that it actually exists. They can do these things. Um, and, you know, just encouraging them to to try anything and everything that, you know, might interest them. So I think a lot of us are aware of the physical benefits of sports, uh, helping to just maintain overall health, losing or burning calories and so forth. But what are some of the other benefits of participation in sports? Yeah, so the the emotional and social benefits are, are huge. Um, and just as important as, as those physical benefits. So really creating relationships with peers, whether that be as children or as adults, um, it's a very relaxed and comfortable environment to do that. Um, and, you know, they can focus on the sport, they can focus on joking around, their disability isn't at the forefront of those relationships when they're forming. Um, and, you you learn a lot, not just about the sport, but some of the life hacks or, you know, like, what do you do when this happens? Um, whether it be something physical with their disability or just dealing with friends that aren't being very supportive at school or in the workplace. Um, and just giving you that that self-esteem boost and the confidence um, 
you know, there's nothing cooler than how like pumped up someone is after they score their first basket or make a great play or just really go up to the next level. You know, it's a real cool sense of accomplishment to see. Oh, I'm sure it's wonderful seeing kids just, um, just lighten up and have that self-confidence again, that um, joy um, when they do these fun mm -hmm. activities. Uh, but what are some of the barriers that you see kids and their families face when they try to find adaptive sports in their area? Yeah, um, so they're, you know, it's getting so much better um, just as this Paralympic movement has happened, you know, access to all of these programming at the local level. Um, but just access to programming is a huge one. Travel um, and just the time commitment involved with that. Um, and just the, like the confidence and the motivation, it's, it's uh, not always the first thing they think of that they have to do, like, oh, I should get, be getting my kid involved in a, in a sport, you know, because you're so focused on the medical issues and challenges that take up so much of your time. Um, and time is a huge one, too, just, just making that a priority for them. Um, and then financial is always a, a barrier for, for all of us, really. But, um, you know, just the adapted equipment is an extra expense and um, not always you know, available. So there are grants out there and assistance. So I, I always encourage our families to reach out. There's, you know, equipment lending programs and things like that. And um, just try to help them work through some of those barriers. So our listeners are really from all over the world. How do you, what do you recommend for them to tell their patients or um, other families about how to find resources in their area? Yeah, you know, social media is, it's a double-edged sword sometimes, but it is a great resource if you follow some of those um, disability-specific groups and organizations. Um, they will post different events that are going on or competitions, and you can always go and watch, and that's a great way to network and meet people, and they're there, they're part of it. They're your best resource. Um, so definitely following some of those groups, you know, it, it's very easy and usually just a, a click. Um, and then reaching out to any of your, you know, treatment team or medical professionals that you work with, um, they're there to give you those resources and help you find those. Um, so whether it's a recreational therapist or your doctor, um, social worker, any of those, anyone on your team is there to help. If they don't know the answer, they'll help you find it or reach out to the right person. Thank you. So, um, what do you think has been the most rewarding part of your job? I think just through sport, you're really able to see the kids come alive and be themselves and see their personality. Um, I was raised in sports, so I know the value of that. But, you know, when you see them so focused on their therapy and and their medical stuff, and then they get to just have fun and, and go out there and be a kid, like, that's awesome. That's so cool. It's what we want for anyone. Um, it's also cool with, with older adults and, and, you know, different ages, because for some of them, they've never been able to get involved in something like that. So also seeing those adults get out there and have fun and, you know, their inner child, as we say, is, is really able to shine. Um, it's, it's just fun to, to get to know someone at the heart of them. Well, thank you so much. I agree. As a psychologist, I love seeing, um, just the mood improve. Um, again, you mentioned the self-esteem, the confidence. I think that is so important. And at any level, if you're 
super competitive or just recreational, I think it's great to have that participation in sports. Um, well, thank you so much. Is there any final words you might want to share with our listeners? I think just always check with your medical professionals before participating in anything. We don't want anyone getting injured or hurt. Um, we want it all to be fun and safe. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. Yes, thank you.